Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone. It's a beautiful day here in the Texas Hill Country. You might see the sun streaming in my little windows here where we're not. And uh, it's the, wow, it's the 20, can I read that? These lights, man, make me crazy. 28th of September. I'm crazy anyway. And the lights make you real crazy. 28th of uh, September and uh, 2021. And we have a good show for you today. We're going to go to a lot of fun places with Dave Murphy, who you're going to meet in just a minute, in just a moment. Let me just take care of a little bit of business. Tomorrow I'm going to be back uh, at 10 o'clock, and uh, we're going to talk. uh, You know, I just come on a couple times a week, uh, Wednesdays and Fridays usually, and uh, give you all of my wonderful opinions, and, you know. And those in $4 will get you a half a cup of coffee at Starbucks, so. Uh, be that as it may. Uh, then also tomorrow, have you heard of um, German New Medicine? Really interesting stuff about the soul-mind-body connection with how we create diseases with trauma. Uh, it was developed by Dr. Hammer many years ago. Melissa Sell, Dr. Melissa Sell will be here tomorrow after I'm on, I'm on in the morning at 10. I think she's on at 1 o'clock and we'll talk about how we create a diseases through the way we think. Stinking thinking pretty much is, is how it all happens. Uh, Dave Murphy is here. Dave is an author. He's a great researcher, speaker. He, he began uh, his uh, 16 Quest for Truth long ago after seeing 9-11. And um, he's been looking at all kinds of things, alternative health, common law. He helps people kind of get out of jams in the common law area, money, language, flat earth, uh, hidden history and truth about the Old Testament. He's worked on various eco-villages, off-grids. He's off the grid where he is. He's founded Awake Radio, internet radio talk station. He's a co-director of the Easterbourne Community Cooperative and had been sworn in as a common law peace constable. I want oh, she come over here and keep the peace with us. And he, he does free of charge stuff and uh, cool guy. We had Dave on oh, five years ago. Dave Murphy was on. And, um, yes, hello. Five years ago. Hello, David. I'm going to try to do my Brighton. You're in Brighton and I do a terrible accent. And you're in your car. What are you doing in your car, dude? What's going on? I what? Again. What's that? <laughs> Best spot for me to. Uh, to broadcast from actually would you believe oh uh, internet says yeah yeah internet, <laughs> as soon as you said that your internet says wait a minute hold on a second but we exactly should get, we exactly should get, yeah. that's the way it goes we should get pretty good connection though where you are dave is in is in brighton and you know when we had you on five years ago i must have not I'm not must have not asked very good questions dave because I don't even recall if we even talked about the idea of a firm, plain terrain not spinning around the sun. I don't even think we, I don't even know if we talked about it. You must have, met, you must have mentioned it and I didn't ask you about it. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, Ooh, I don't know if I mentioned it. I think I talked, wasn't I talking about health? Probably, then? probably, yeah. 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 What, what, how, what was your experience when you first realized that we were not on some ball 
spinning around at a thousand miles an hour, spinning around the sun. What, what, how was it for you? When you first got it, and you go, oh my God, how was it? Um, well, it wasn't that much of a shock to me because, um, as you said, I've been on a 16-year quest for truth and uh, I've had multiple shocks over the years. <laughs> so when, when I found out about the flat earth, it was like, ah, oh, okay, another one. <laughs> so it was, it was quite big, but it was like, yeah, okay, I'm not surprised. Mm. Mm. Why do you think it even matters? I've, I've received strangely more support after I became aware of a non-movable earth maybe six weeks ago than I have uh, negative emails, like 90% saying, where to go, it's about time, dude, where you been, and that kind of thing, you know, I've been waiting for you. Uh, but why do you think it's even important? I've received a few of those emails saying, come on, there's so much going on, we got vaccines, we got tyranny, what does it even matter? Why, why do you think it matters? Well, I think it matters because we're in the mess we're in right now because um, of their use of psychological techniques, flat earth being, or, or round earth being one of them. Right? You, you combine the, the round earth theory with the theory of evolution and the Big Bang theory. What that does is render you as a microbe on a speck of dust hurtling through an infinite universe that doesn't care about you is you know came about by accident there is no creator there is no purpose um which means powerful people down here can tell you what to do because you know you've got no purpose to your life somebody's going to give you a purpose and and so that's how a very very small number of people have managed to to enslave seven and a half billion people because they've psychologically weakened us with these ideas. But Dave Murphy, Carl Sagan said there's billions and billions and billions and, you know, this kind of thing. I mean, so Carl was wrong. Carl was a liar, I've got to say. Um, I, I think if you, if you actually look um, into this hmm. topic, um, even from a, a mainstream perspective, you have to ignore a lot of things. You have to, you know, turn a blind eye to a lot of things, <laughs> which means you're being dishonest. Uh, and and most of these people know they're being dishonest. You know, I would, I've been talking about that on the show, Dave. Is that I, I I think you're onto something. It's almost this idea that if you live a lie deep down on a spiritual level that you kind of know is not true, that maybe you're living a life of um, misery a bit and do you think then people are even more susceptible to more lies if they're living one lie and not dealing with it uh yeah well we're we're dealing with that situation right now with this covid stuff sure because sure. you know there are there are a lot of doctors who know there is something wrong yet they're still jabbing people oh. um you know the their their job is more important than you know than people's lives. Yeah. Um, that, that's it. You know, you, I think when you, once you start going down that dark path, um, further dark acts uh, become easier to perform. Huh. You know, so, um, yeah, you know, a doctor who's, whose self-worth, self-esteem 
is based on the fact that they've got this certificate on the wall that says they're, you know, they they have the power of life and death. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they once they start realizing that they're on the wrong path, they've got a choice. You know, do I keep on the path, keep my pension, keep my good name, keep the money, keep all this, or do I throw it all away to um, to to you know go off on some crusade? And most of them, most of them. They'll, they'll, they'll keep the money. They just do, yeah, yeah. I saw a video with a uh, military guy who was in 18 years, and he's really struggling with, he's having to quit and just lose his pension, you know. And uh, that's the kind of things that are going on with people. You know, they're really having to find out where they're coming from spiritually. I, I was... Um I was a computer programmer on Wall Street, uh-huh. and um, I started to realize that my job as a computer programmer wasn't the, uh, uh, you know, wasn't the, the thing that I signed up for. You know, I signed up for this idea that computers were going to free us from drudgery, um, were going to take away all the, all the you know, difficult, laborious tasks. So it free our, our time up to uh, to live a life of you know a better life, mm-hmm. but uh, I found that what I was doing was not only putting people out of work, but um, but enslaving people to a computer, taking the humanity out of decisions that affect people's lives, and just replacing it with uh, you know somebody who has no idea what's going on, just tapping. Some information into a computer, and the computer saying no, and all that person can say, oh, "I'm sorry," the computer <laughs> says no. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no humanity, no nothing. So I had to, you know, I had a, a really good paying job. I had a big house, I had a flash car. Um, I had to give it all up because it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Did you actually? Did you live in, in the United States at that time? In yeah. Wall Street? Wow. I, I lived. I lived in New Jersey, uh-huh. um, working in New York. Mm-hmm. Well, you had good pizza, so I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That's about it. That was about I, it. I paid for that with a weight I put on. <laughs> Dave Murphy is with us. If you care to join us, we have a couple of ways you can do it. 888-663-6386. Email patrick1radionetwork.com. His uh, website is, um, I have it here. Oh, oh hold on a second. I got it. I got it right here. I got it right here. Oh, it's allegedlydave.com. And then you have a YouTube thing called dmurphy25. And on BitChute, it's at allegedlydave. And Odyssey, allegedlydave. And um, are, you, are you mostly doing, I mean, how much work now you do with the flat earth, non-spinning around uh, idea, uh, the sun thing? Do you do a lot of these? I mean, a lot of shows on that or people keen on this really learning about it and is that growing you think the people out there well it, it's sort of flattened out a little bit because the message from um you know youtube literally if you if you type in flat earth into youtube <laughs> you'll find um hundreds of videos saying the earth is not flat hundreds yeah, just <laughs> and hundreds. you'd have to go through pages and pages of the debunking videos before you get to a legitimate flat earth video right and yeah. um, so yeah the, it's 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 kind of um got a bit more quiet but still we're getting lots and lots and lots of people waking up 
flat earth even though you can you can barely find it on on you know on social media so why is it this is the softball question of the day why is it that youtube or google or twitter or facebook and these people would care if there's just a couple of loonies out there saying that the earth is is not round and not spinning why would they mm-hmm. care i mean why would they care I wonder. I wonder. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hello. obvious, you know. I wonder. There's nobody, there's nobody um, censoring the Elvis is alive videos. Or, <laughs> you know. John is right. J- you know? JFK Jr., right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so no, it's, it's kind of obvious that they're, they're, they're trying to bury it. But it, it's one of those balloons that won't be held underwater. No. You know, it, it literally keeps popping up. Dude. And I think it... Go it ahead. came along at the right time because I don't know a single flat earther who wants to take a jab. Because yeah. once you find out that they've been lying to you about where you live, right, you know you know they can lie about anything. Huh. Do, do you really think these people are that smart, according to some of the videos I've seen, where did they, where they hired uh, Copernicus or Einstein to create gravity? long ago to really keep this round earth spinning thing going do you think they're really that smart to and they knew what they were doing oh he froze up frozen he's going to try to find a better spot and uh do a couple commercials and <laughs> live radio baby he's going to try to find a better spot He's an off-the-grid place where he lives. and uh, But I've seen a lot of interviews, so he's, he's had a good, good track record with the... Uh, we'll see how the, the Internet angels work with us here. Well, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. If you've not ever uh, been to Shen Blossom, boy, this is a great company. It's a really, really good company. And they've got nice things that uh, I think you'll be quite um, excited about and uh, fun to try. They have a, a really good, um, what they call a detox thing. Um, you take it before you eat, first thing in the morning. And um, the name of it is escaping me at the moment, but I'm going to find the name. But I want to find uh, one of the Hoshu Wu things. This is a Hoshu Wu that, uh, that uh, Brandon Amalani makes and this is a, an incredible product. I, I think you'll like it. Uh, go to Shen Blossom. Look at some of the things. I'm going to find the name of that uh, that um, detox product that I want to show you. As a matter of fact, I'll go down and get it. Stay there. Previously, with our friend Brandon Amalani of Shen Blossom. A good example of this also is like the Hoshu Wu formula. Mm. That is, um, mm. That's a new one that came out. It's, it's really good because it's a blood builder. A lot of people don't understand that Hoshu Wu is actually toxic if it's not prepared correctly. Um, so I wanted to come out with one that not only features the Hoshu Wu as the king herb in the formula, but it's prepared of a minimum of 14 days. Usually we try and get 20, 21 days of cooking it. So you can think of it as like it's in a slow cooker with black beans. Huh. Um and it's basically just cooking down and deactivating some of those liver toxic compounds. So we do use that as like the bulk of the formula, but we basically put a lot of like mature ginseng root, like in our root extract, we have the fermented hydrolyzed pearl powder, reishi stem, and it's got shuri hong, which is like a Romania type family. We got both the prepared warm stuff and then the cool stuff to kind of balance it out in the sense so it doesn't become sticky. If you get a good quality hoshu that's properly prepared, 
it definitely has some invigorating qualities to it and makes you feel relaxed, but yet fully vigorous and energized. Now, that's the kind of Hoshu that you would like, right? Really nice products, as you can hear. If you'd like to order Hoshu or the other products, click on Shen Blossom right there on the front page, oneradionetwork.com. Indeed, yeah, I found this guy. Why doesn't my chair want to work, huh? But uh, this is called uh, Mountain mountain Detox, and I've been taking this, and you can really feel this stuff. I mean, every now and then you can take it, and, and you get a little headache or a little warm feeling, you know, three or four hours later, so you know it's working. I check, this, check out the ingredients on this, this bad boy. Um, mountain Detox Formula. Herbal blend, take on an empty stomach first thing in the morning. Aged garlic, see that's the real powerful stuff, the aged garlic. Aged garlic, it's hard to read with the lights here, but uh, extract, clove, mimosa bark, green walnut, Japanese pumpkin seed and skin, seaweed blend, hyssop, cumin seed, Japanese peppermint root and seed, dua hang, lotus root seed, dandelion flower, wow, you know, this is the liver thing, thyme, another liver thing, oregano, yeah, fennel, check that, wow, noni leaf, papaya leaf, Japanese pepper, Japanese aloe, never heard such a thing, ginger root, hand stem, blue moss, Red kelp, yutsu uh, rind, coriander seed, hanicki drops, honeysuckle bush, clover, buckwheat flower, buds, and tokadami roots. That's it. Oh, there's Dave. Hold on, Dave. That's it. Whoa. Isn't that cool? I mean, and and it tastes great. I'm going to do another one here. And uh, see all those ingredients? This does your blood. Though. Check it out. This is on Shen Blossom on OneRadioNetwork.com. Shen Blossom on OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, we had Santos Bonacci on the show not too long ago. And... Uh, we're going to talk to Dave about it, too, if we can get another hookup with him. It looks like he's got another signal, and we'll get back with him. And uh, Santos said that the sun is hydrogen. Hydrogen. So we breathe the hydrogen. So that, that's why we like the sun, I guess. I don't know. We have a hydrogen machine that's out of control. It's just a wonderful uh, machine. George Wiseman. George is going to be back on soon. And George created this machine, I don't know how long ago. I think for three or four or five years but he has uh, the only machine that we know of that has all these safety features. Now, you can go on YouTube or somewhere or Amazon or I don't know, probably buy a hydrogen machine for uh, you know, you know $1,000 or 1500 and ours is 2000 And George says there's a lot of good machines. He believes his produces uh, the, the highest quality and the best uh, uh, possible, you know, uh, the, the most you can get and without hurting yourself. And also, 
Um, he has safety features. Now, hydrogen is very powerful. I mean, if Santos is right and the sun is all a bunch of hydrogen, hello, so, you know, it's very powerful. And, you know, if hydrogen bombs, maybe hydrogen cars, hydrogen whatever. So, you know, you got to be careful. But George has got a lot of safety features on this baby. And he has a one-year, no questions asked money back warranty. And he has a lifetime warranty. That's one year, no questions asked. Send it back. Use promo code one radio. Go to oneradionetwork.com. The AquaCure Hydrogen Machine. 10% off. Use promo code one radio. I've been uh, breathing this for, I don't know, what, two years now? I'm crazy, but I'm feeling great. Anyway, so uh, check it out. OneRadioNetwork.com. Use promo code one radio. Uh, Know the source on One Radio Network. The gentleman you see back in my screen is Dave Murphy. Where'd you go, Dave? Did you find a better spot, you think? I found a better spot, and uh, it looks way more stable, so uh, I think I'll stay here for a little while. Well, I think you should, too. I think you should. Let's, let's see. What, what was I asking? What, the, the last question I asked was, um, oh, something about, do you think these people were really that smart that long ago they, they got together and found people uh, like... Uh, um, Copernicus and Einstein to fake the whole thing, you know, just do you think they were that smart and that well planned out? I think, um, okay, I think they're getting help from uh, from a higher source and or, or a lower source um, <laughs> but uh, about 500 years ago was when this uh, when, sorry, sorry <laughs> phone. Uh, it was about 500 years ago when this uh, idea kind of took root and it was the same time that other deceptions took root in this world, um, such as the English language was created back then. Um, the uh, and I, now I can't, I'm struggling to think of them all, but that's right. Um, yeah, there, there was there was just lots and lots of deceptions that started around about 500 years ago, along with this idea of the the ball Earth. So it's it's part of the plan. It's been a part of the plan for for millennia. Huh. So do you, perhaps as, um, as spiritual beings, I believe in reincarnation that all of us have been around and around and around and around. Do you think that we all have kind of known from past lives because of other cultures thousand years ago or so that we kind of knew that there was a flat earth thing? That's how we know? Well, I think everybody knew that you know, the earth was flat. I mean, if you're, if you, if you're born into this world and you don't get into public education. You, know, you don't. You're not part of this civilization. You're not in uh, public education. You're not. You don't get this brainwashing. Mm-hmm. You'd know it was a flat Earth. You know. You look out <laughs> across the sea. It's flat, it's flat, right? You know. You stand there. Um, you know. You sit there and balance rocks on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the Earth's not moving. Yeah. Right. So you have to be taught. Hmm. that the earth is a spinning ball hurtling through space in several different directions at once hmm. yeah breakneck speed now you have to be, you have to be taught that so until you believe it um otherwise you know it's a flat earth and the spiritual um idea behind that we're not powerful sparks of god 
and all that, right? As opposed to some meaningless little speck of billions of planets hurtling through space, you know, going screaming, going, ah, what do I do? <laughs> you know, that's really interesting when you think about it like that, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, uh, hurling through the universe going, ah, for no particular reason. It just, you know, it just all happened by accident out of nothing. Somehow we got to believe that nothing exploded <laughs> and then created everything. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can believe that um, bunch of nonsense, yeah, then we'll believe anything. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so that's what the scientists say that, I, I don't know much about the Big Bang, but evidently there was just nothingness, maybe God or whatever you want to call it, and all of a sudden it went... And that's, that's, that's what they claim how it all started, right? Yeah, nothing exploded. You know, there's a famous interview um, with Richard Dawkins who was trying to um, to defend this. Right. <laughs> and he said, said something like, that's, that's what, that's, uh, it depends on how you define nothing. <laughs> it's like that's the most ridiculous thing to, that anyone could ever say how do you define nothing it's nothing there's an absence of stuff isn't it amazing so, you know, the, god love richard Hawking. Yeah. i mean you know here he is with this incredible terrible affliction and you know and you know could hardly move and but they put him out there because they know that nobody wants to criticize him because he's so in such bad shape, you know, the poor guy. Was, you oh, I think you're thinking of Stephen Hawkins. Oh, Stephen Hawkins, that's who I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. God. Now, Richard Dawkins is a, he's a scientist and a, uh, he believes in, um, he, yeah, he pushes the Big Bang and, yeah. um, and he debates against, you know, so-called creationism. Yeah. So what, what's your theory on how we, on how we got here? Do you, I don't think we ever, we don't really know for sure, do we? I um well after being an atheist for forty years yeah um I ended up looking at uh, you know reading the Old Testament for the first time and mm. realizing it's a story and not only is it a story it's real history so not many people realize that uh, Noah's Ark was found ni in 1980 you know exactly well almost exactly where it said it would be in you know, the foothills of uh, Mount Ararat. Yeah. So, if if that boat is real, you know the you, you can see it's clearly it's like a, a a huge boat, the same dimensions as written in the Old Testament, uh, seventy miles from any body of water, um, in the foothills of Mount Ararat, where it was originally in the mount, uh, sort of came to rest in the mountains, but it got snapped off the keel, which is still in the mountain. Um, and and went down the the you know into the foothills in a lava flow, um, and you can go on Google Earth and still see it. See this boat-shaped object in the middle of a lava flow um, on Google Earth. It's amazing. So if that boat exists, which means it means the story behind it was real, mm -hmm. and then you find out uh, that they found at around about the same time um, the Red Sea crossing. So this particular spot where there was a, a beach um 28 kilometer kilometers square enough to hold three million people and right from that beach there's a land bridge that goes across the gulf of aquaba and the red sea 
yeah, where normally it's a mile deep everywhere. At that particular spot, there's a land bridge that goes all the way across to Saudi Arabia. Um, and so that means that actually happened. That supernatural event actually happened. So um, after doing some research on the Old, Old Testament, I came to the conclusion that uh, the Most High exists. And um, yes, it was, it was a, this is a created place. And that's, um, that's um, supported by the, the idea of the flat earth, you know, that we're in a sealed environment, as it were. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we had to have been created because everything is so interdependent that, you know, one thing couldn't arise by itself because, you know, that animal depends on, on that plant and that plant mm -hmm. depends on that fly and that fly depends on this bird and whatever, you know. It's, right. it's a whole interconnected mass that has to come up all at the same time. Hmm. Or at the same, or they could all evolve at the same time too, right? No, because no. How, how, how can something evolve when it's dependent on something that hasn't evolved yet? What if it's all evolving at the same time? Well, that's that's another tricky one. How hmm. how can how can um, you know insects evolve at the same time as as the plants are evolving? You know the plants that you know it needs to survive. Uh, they they coming up all at the same time so that they can all feed on each other. No, it it doesn't make sense. They yeah. can't they can't make that model work. But but we all you know you and I are evolving. Hopefully, right. Are we, are we not? Sure are we? we are. Yeah, I mean, aren't you? I am. I mean, I'm learning how to, we can change our DNA. We know that. Are you turning I, into another species? No, no, no. I'm not turning into another species, but I think I'm I'm evolving. Spir I know I'm evolving spiritually, and I know that I'm learning that nothing can hurt me, which I didn't believe maybe 20 or 30 years ago, right? And I believed in germs 20, 30 years ago. That's evolution, right? Well, that's, that's more semantics. Yeah, evolution is... Um, is the idea of one species turning into another oh, species. Oh, is that, is that what the word means? I didn't see. Yes. I didn't know Evolving that. in that spiritually is yeah, like, that's uh, no, okay, yeah, you're, that, that you're never changing happened. and growing. Yeah. You know? Okay, we're changing and growing. So is that what evolution means, Dave, uh, that you're growing into another species? Yes. Huh. It, it's, it's basically the idea that um, a rock got dissolved by water and there was a spark of electricity and it somehow became alive. I see. Uh, you know, a, a microbe, and that microbe turned into something else, and eventually the, there was a fish, and then the fish grew legs and became a, another species, and that species became something else, and so on and so on. No. We have never seen anything, you know, turn from one species to another. I see. No, I understand. No, I never. Get, I get where you're coming from. Dave Murphy is with us, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. If you'd like to be on the show, or 888 I, I really think a lot about this idea of language. You know, how did we start thinking? And it almost feels to me, I may be off on this, that somehow, somewhere along the way, we started to use sounds that were representative of what was going on with us internally or our actions, right? We, and then we created word, uh, words out of that. That would take an incredible amount of energy, focus, and, you know, what do you think? Hmm. Well, again, this this is the idea that uh, you know language evolved. You know, I don't think it did. We were we were we were given 
uh, a language. Um, turns out that babies speak this original language of, of mankind, um, which we call Paleo-Hebrew. Paleo-Hebrew. people who say, oh, no, that's not the first one. But, you know, I've, the research I've done tells me that's the first language of mankind. And how um, long ago would that babies. be? How long ago would that be? Um, how long ago? Yeah. Well, if, we're, if, we, uh, if we go and um, we've got this worldwide flood, which actually happened, uh, um, we can't really go much, much before um, this worldwide flood, which was something like 4,000 years ago, something like that. 4,000? So the flood? Yeah, we've, we've, got, we've got records of, uh, of before that time. But so, you know, we, we know, uh, according to the uh, Old Testament, you know, that was a language that Adam spoke to, to the Most High with. Uh-huh. Um, um, it, and in the book of Jasher, it's called the language of creation. What about places like um, Lemuria and Atlantis? What do we know about those spots? Um, I, I don't know very much about them at all, actually. Mm-hmm. The... Um, the, there is a, a, a very intriguing bit of, uh, of um, information that came out just, just recently. Really? Um, I think it's the best, best piece of information that uh, uh, has come out since the Flat Earth began. Um, so it's a five-hour video called Lost History of Flat Earth. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, sure that's what got me going. I mean, that's what, All right. that's what turned me on. Yeah, the Lost History. We've been sending yes. that out to our listeners, too. And people are sending me back things like, "Oh my God, I can't believe that's the that's mm. a it's a good one." And isn't there isn't there lost history? And then how did how did this happen or something? There's about fifteen. Yeah, what hours. in the world happened? What in the world I think, happened? Um, yeah, I think what what on earth happened was first, and then the lost history of flat Earth. Ah. So, um, but um, but the inf- I, I think personally that if there were places like Atlantis and, and Lemuria, mm-hmm. I think they're, they're, they're in the, uh, the greater Earth that was no longer part of our Earth. If you, if you remember the story, oh, yeah. that, uh, there's, a, there's a greater Earth, yeah, like a, a, big, um, a big pancake. Yes, sir. And our Earth is just a, a circle in that pancake, and it's moving around. As you know, the sun and moon are melt, or the sun is melting a puddle um, out of the ice. Yeah, and that the sun is orbiting around a magnetic center, and that magnetic center is moving um, very slowly with the sun going around it. So it's melting out a different puddle as it's going around. So that exposes new continents and um, hmm. freezes up old continents as it moves. Um, now. I was looking at um, uh, a little re- a bit of fairly recent history, you know, looking back at the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And there was a time in the 1700s where there was all sorts of um, multiple events going on all at once. So there were, there were uh, plagues, famines, uh, a little ice age a little at the ice same age. time. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, there were there were wars, lots of wars, lots of conflicts. There was massive shifts of populations from one place to another, and um, hmm. and, and and lots of I think some something like seventy percent of, of of the population disappeared. Seventy percent of the population um, disappeared, and there was lots of orphans as well. 
Um, so I think that was... Uh, Got a little internet thing there. So, oh, have I... Okay. That's right. You can keep going. Let's see. Dave Murphy is with okay. us. So, sorry we, for the internet problems, but we're doing the best we this can. Was, this was the best... This, Best we can, I'm afraid. <laughs> we, gotta, we need to put you up on the Hindu Kush mountains up there. And of course, if there's no satellites, the higher you go, it doesn't matter. But we'll get into that. Dave Murphy's with us, Patrick Timpone. So yeah. this idea <laughs> of, uh, of the North Pole that's in the center, right? And then we're, it's, it's a plane. Mm. And then we have this ice wall. And then uh, what did Admiral Byrd said? There's about 300 miles of ice around it. And then there's no, no telling how much more territory is everywhere. I mean, this Earth could be huge. We have no idea, right? Right. Now, as I said, this, uh, this new lost history of flat Earth um, says there's a much, much greater Earth. And uh, our Earth is being melted out of the, of, you know, a, a portion of that greater Earth is being melted out um, a little at a time. Um, so we don't know what our continents look like. Hmm. You know, we're just going on what they, they tell us. So there's no you know, telling there could be... We don't have the resources to, uh, to, yeah. to go and look for ourselves. Well, they so, won't let us look, right? I mean... We, we... There, could be, there could be a whole continent that's uninhabited right now that we know nothing about. No. There could oh, be other civilizations too. Bloody right? hell, what's going on? <laughs> I know, uh, the internet's crazy. There could be other civilizations too out there, right? His internet. Sorry about it, folks. Doing the best we can. Ooh. Dodgy weather well, in... Uh, full signal here, but uh, um, yeah, you're breaking up. Okay. Breaking up is hard to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> Neil Sadaka, nineteen sixty-eight. Okay, um, so so there there could be other cultures out there with other technologies, and either, even what we call ETs could be living out there, right? We don't know. I don't think so. You don't think I so? don't think so. No, um, because without the sun, right? The uh, you know obviously the uh, the Earth returns to ice. So beyond Antarctica is just ice. Oh. So all the other continents are covered in ice right now. So when the ice melts, so when a, a new continent is exposed, the ice melts, there's lots of water, which stirs up a lot of mud and a lot of silt. And that, when that mud settles, it settles on a, you know, um, it settles like uh, covering up some of the buildings that were already there. Um, because we're seeing this worldwide architecture that we can't build today you know, like those massive cathedrals yeah. and uh, those massive buildings in, in, in the cities that we have. You know, it's the same architecture all over the world. Um, and you often find them with, um, okay, some windows uh, at ground level. Or you go into the buildings and go right down into the basement and you'll see windows going out, you know, looking out to the mud, which, which tells you that, you know that this this building has been covered up so what i think has happened is um as 
new land is appearing as it's melted out of the ice. Um, people come along and found, you know, buildings poking out of the earth, sort of dug down and found the entire building and said, OK, we've, we've got a city here. Let's move in. Uh, let's call this a cathedral. Let's call this a train station and so on and so on and so on. Um, and that's where I think Lemuria is. If it's anywhere, it's somewhere on the greater earth right. that we've no, we've no longer got access to. Makes sense. So there's plenty of evidence that there were some great mudslides, right, along the way. Plenty of evidence for that. Um, yes, they call it, people call it the mud flood. But I, I, again, I think that as, as the ice melts, um, as new continents get exposed, obviously there's a lot of water. It causes a, a lot of mud, mm -hmm. right, a lot of silt. And when that silt settles, it settles at a different level. Um, yeah, so, so yes, you, you are going to find buildings uh, or, or a different um, street level. Uh, and people come along and, and start building, building roads and things in this, in this city and re not realizing that actually the actual street level is, is way, way lower than that. Mm -hmm. um, out of the world fairs, the world fairs um, yeah. from the 1800s. Yeah. Do you think that these lonely well, people promoting the, the whole man-made global warming thing are actually, maybe they really think it's real or maybe they, maybe they really think that, it's, that we're melting? <laughs> um, well, no, because, um, you know, we know that uh, the whole global warming thing was manufactured by the Club of Rome. Yeah. Um, and uh, Aurelio Pesci, I think the name is. Mm -hmm. um, so that you know, they made it clear in their writings that they needed, they needed a new enemy. But I again, I think, um, well, they know that there's you know going to be uh, changes in climate as as the uh, as the sort of our Earth moves around, and uh, you know, there'll be continents that start to get colder and colder. Yeah, uh, and continents get start to get warmer and warmer, you know. So they know they know what's uh, what's coming. So you know, it's uh, it's just it's just handy for their narrative. We've had some people on the air that are predicting that we're going to go into some mini ice age. But are you? I hear you suggesting it just depends on where you are. We could have. Yeah. Yeah. So so where do we want to go if we want to have get colder, and where do we want to go if we get warmer? In your opinion. <laughs> Where do we want to live? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, you I have, have no, no idea. idea. Um, Come on, I thought I, you'd I just give us some hints of uh, where to live. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I guess, I guess we, you know, we could actually, um, if I made a study of it, mm -hmm. um, I could figure out something because one of the things that this this guy. Um, uh, who put together that video uh, revealed was that the map of the Earth is actually on the Moon. Um, what? So the Moon shows yes, the map of the Earth and the greater Earth is up on the Moon. The uh, the pattern of of dark spots on the Moon. You're kidding. Um, that represents yeah, that rep represents the land masses on the greater Earth, um, and he. He showed where a portion 
of that um, of that moon surface directly relates to um, the continents that we're aware of now. Um, so the, the 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 map of this Earth has been staring us in the face all this time. We didn't know. So are you of the belief, as, as others, that the moon is not solid, round rock, as advertised, but it's more of a plasma kind of a thing, disc, or what do you think? Uh, again, I don't know. I don't even pretend to know. Okay. I know it's not. I know it's not a a ball spinning in space that's uh, you know reflecting the sun's light. I don't think I. I know that. We know not that's the case. not the case, right? We know. But I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you would know, Dave. That's why I called you. Because <laughs> no, you know, I I will not. I will not. Um, you know, say something I don't know. And, I you know, I I know that we're not a. Uh, a ball spinning in space. Right. I know that. Yes. I know that we, you know, as far as I can tell, as much of, as much as the experiments I've, I've, I've uh, conducted, you know, it tells me that this this Earth is is flat and motionless. Hmm. Um, I've I've not seen any evidence now to to uh, to, to contradict it. Um, I'm going to go back yeah, a little bit I'll, to I'll, the idea that the Earth is moving. This flat. Can you explain that again? I kind of lost you there because of the technical problems. So we're actually moving? Right, so... Can you explain that? Talk to us sun, like we're a young child or a golden retriever, because, you know, I'm not the okay. sharpest tool in the shed here. Okay, so if the sun, if the sun didn't exist, okay, right. Right. this flat plane would just be covered in ice, Yeah. okay? Right. So the whole of the greater Earth would be just covered in ice. Okay. Right, so the sun orbits a magnetic center and as it orbits around this magnetic center it, it sort of melts out a puddle and in that puddle are the continents that we're aware of yeah but there are more continents but they're still under the ice okay out uh, 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 out from us to the outer yes edge. out from us okay because the sun is only going around in a in a circle like that right okay and and it's like the, the the earth is much bigger than that but the earth, the sun is only carving out a small puddle yeah and our continents are in that puddle okay but that sun is rotating around a magnetic center yes and that magnetic center is moving slowly around the greater earth oh and as the, the sun will go with it oh. orbiting around oh. and it melts out a different portion of that uh, of that ice how cool is that and so different continents will start to appear and um you know the familiar ones that we've we know about are going to start to disappear oh um so 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 that's the idea where some people talk about the pole shifting and all that is that what they're talking about maybe kind of well they're, they're saying it, it's kind of like um you know, blind men around an elephant. You know, they're, <laughs> right, right. they're looking at what they're seeing and they're going, "Oh, it's a, it's a snake." And no, 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 it's a. You know, right. they don't know, but yeah. they're just they they're looking at the same thing and coming to different conclusions. But um, I really like this idea that we we inhabit. You know, the the melted out part of of uh, a, a greater Earth, yeah. and you know the the magnetic center or what they call magnetic north. Yes, sir. You know. They'll admit is moving. It's going from Canada. I think it's going from Canada to Siberia. What? Um, so, so they so admit that it's, it's, that it's moving. They admit that it's moving. Yes. Yes. 
so you look you find out magnetic north is moving and, and it was in canada and now it's in or it's going towards siberia but i, I thought um, that the magnetic and, and the north is always sun is going with it the sun's going with it i get that that the sun's going to follow it because that's what it does for a living but uh, i i always thought that the magnetic north always points to polaris right doesn't no it? that's the that's the um that's the axis of the axi- uh, the axial um or what's it what do they call that polar earth polar north i can't remember but but the uh you know the axis where the stars spin round right. is different from from magnetic north okay so you've got magnetic north and true north okay so the sun is is following and orbiting around magnetic north as it's moving around the greater earth um so um one other thing that this this guy sort of uh amazingly you know put out that was that um our maps are over 2000 years out of date i've seen i've seen that i've seen those they're, they're actually the usgs aren't they using maps from 2000 years ago the united states geological survey i mean that's what i've seen i i guess so because they're still using <laughs> the tropic of capricorn and the tropic of cancer and that was only relevant in the age of aries but we've been in the age of Pisces for 2,000 years now. So those tropics should have changed, um, but they haven't. So either somebody's bit got sloppy and forgot <laughs> to change them, or our maps are 2,000 years out of date. So we, we have really no idea um, what, this, what our Earth actually looks like. Um, yeah. we, we, trust, we trust the system. When we now know, we can't trust the system. So I want to understand again. So we have this uh, magnetic guy at the center, and it's moving, and the sun's following it. Which way is it going again? Uh, I think it is. I think it's clockwise. Clockwise, and it's I, and it's making I a bigger circle. A bigger circle. Yeah. Again, uh, imagine, imagine a, uh, I, I don't know, a plate, mm-hmm. like a large plate. Yeah. That's the. That's the. Um, the, the greater earth okay okay so you've got a large plate that's what we know of what we know of no no this is this is the greater oh earth, the greater earth. we don't know okay yes okay. Mm-hmm. so imagine on that plate you put a um uh one of those uh not doily what do you call them um <laughs> that's a, a little round piece of uh, uh, cardboard to, to put glasses on what do they call them um <laughs> whatever i don't know yeah. All right. I just okay. So you got the large plate, and you put a smaller plate on top of that plate. Yeah? Yes, sir. That 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 smaller plate represents the part of the Earth that we know of. Okay. Okay. Now, underneath, um, sort of on the greater Earth, there's more continents, but that's all under ice at the moment because there's no sun to melt any uh-huh. of that uh, the ice away. The sun is going round this magnetic center, which is exposing the Earth that we are aware of. Okay. Okay. But that magnetic center is moving very slowly, and the sun is going with it, melting out a new Earth. Well, what fun. Yeah. We should stick around for a while just to see what it's going to look like. Well, it- I, I, I think, uh, yeah, we're in that time. We're in a time when... Um, well, this is called the apocalypse, the great revealing of truth. Yes, sir. So, yeah. um, you know, finding out about it is one thing. I think we're going to experience it soon enough. 
So in, in biblical terms, I mean, this is really, this, this is really the, the bomb, right? This, the bomb, you know, D-A-B-O-M, Tom, time, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, this is, this is the, uh, hmm. we're in the end of days now, you know, this is the, the, the run up to the, uh, the big event. So, uh, so yeah, I've got enough popcorn to see me through. It's great. Well, well good for you. So do I, we're talking with allegedly Dave at Bitch, he's on BitChute, he's on YouTube, you can check him out on Odyssey, and you got to really look hard on YouTube because they'll just lead you to a NASA website to tell you that some guys landed on the moon. Do you know, I can remember, I watched, I watched the moon landing. I just got discharged from the Navy. It was June 1969. I got out in about three weeks earlier. My whole family, seven kids, sitting around on TV, Walter Cronkite, and we watched the guys on the moon, right, Dave? And you know what? I knew that it was a jam. I knew that there was something up with it. I mean, you look at those little spacesuits, and they weren't breathing anything. And I mean, and then they showed this little contraption coming down. And I, I don't know. I just knew that it was. A, uh, I knew. I, I just knew. I and didn't. I didn't know. I was. I was six at the time. <laughs> I remember it. I was six, um, and I believed it. I believed it hook, line, and sinker. Did you? Um, and it wasn't until it wasn't until. Uh, maybe 20 years ago that I was like, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait <laughs> uh, on and I started thinking about it <laughs> and it, you know, none of it stands up, no. you know? Yeah. I was in the science museum the other day and looking at, um, they had a, they had a spacesuit uh, exhibit mm -hmm. and uh, I was just saying, look, how can <laughs> this cloth rubber um, wire mesh, suit stand up to 10 to the minus 16 tour you know when uh, you know uh, a vacuum that's uh, way 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 less than that orders of magnitude less than that will crush a steel tanker <laughs> yeah how does that happen it, it's impossible you know it's just so it's you're ridiculous. talking about energetic force on the moon that they say is up there that you'd have to have like a steel box or something in there well they've done this ex not an experiment i don't know why they've done this but they've got um a steel tanker you know like a tanker truck right okay and they've evacuated the air out of that tanker truck and it gets to a point where and it's it's nowhere near the vacuum of space nowhere near even the vacuum that uh, is generated by the nasa's NASA's vacuum chamber. It's it's a it's a low level vacuum, but it gets to a point where the the pressure of um, one atmosphere will crush that that steel tanker. <laughs> um, now, a, a rubber plastic um, cloth steel mesh suit isn't going to stand a chance, even the, at that vacuum uh, level of vacuum. Far less the the vacuum of space, which is again. 10 to the minus 16 tour. Um, the uh, the vac NASA's vacuum center um, can can generate 10 to the minus 6 tour. Now that needs um, eight feet of of concrete and a steel a steel enclosure to, to protect from that vacuum. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Dave, so yeah. you know, I don't I don't remember their spaces being made of eight feet. Of I concrete, don't think so. You know? not, not the ones that I saw. Anyway, and you you saw them up close and personal. So mm. so people 
people argue that the whole reason the moon landing thing was brought out was to so they could then show you pictures of Earth and and show you that way well, hey, we're on this round ball. But w- I've been told, and pretty much I haven't seen otherwise, that all of the the round Earth pictures we see are all GCI, right? Are they all paintings? We've never seen an authentic yeah. photo of this round Earth spinning in space around it. We've never seen one, have we? Or have we? Never. 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 The only one that they say is a real photograph is from Apollo 17. Um, it's the famous one that uh, the, I think was on every iPhone. Oh, and, the marble so thing? On, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one, the Earth Rising thing? That one? Uh, no, it's oh. a, it, was a, it was a big one with, um, with Africa in sort of the top, top hmm. left yeah. and taking up most of the picture. Um, but, you know, that was apparently taken from Apollo 17. Now, the, the footage that came out with, um, with that film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, right, where Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and that were, were faking a picture of Earth in space, mm-hmm. you know, obviously faking it, you know, making the round porthole look like it was uh, the, the, the Earth hanging in space, right. right? You can't trust, you can't trust that picture now that you know that Apollo 11 faked it. So there is no real picture of Earth from space. They're all CGI mock-ups. And we've got it straight from the horse's mouth. The guy who, who makes these images, he, t- he t- I, I made it out of data, out of numbers. And I colored it in. I drew the, the you know, I drew the clouds in. And I, I, I made the, it look sort of 3D. And really? yeah, I did that. The fellow, there's a fellow that actually is admitted to doing that? Yes, Rob Simmons. Rob Simmons. Interesting. Yeah. And he does them all. Yeah, he said, you know, um, I, 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 I colored the sea a lighter color blue because I've got um, data about phytoplankton. So where there's a high phytoplankton, <laughs> I colored it a light blue. And when there's low, I colored it dark blue. And I put the clouds in. And, and again, when you look at... Um, you know, one of his one of his creations. You'll find that he got lazy. Um, he used the Photoshop clone tool, where you, you can sample a piece of, uh, like in his case, sample a bit of cloud and then stamp it in various places. Yeah, so we can see the same cloud in various places on the Earth. Um, and also, if you turn the picture of the Earth that he drew upside down, you'll see the word sex written in the clouds i saw that yeah i've seen that so and this model that yeah. cultures have talked about many cultures way back right the idea of a firm earth with a firmament some kind of a firmament which is a dome-like structure or something like that there is really no space as we believe it is right some kind of a thing where you can go up there and all of a sudden you're weightless like there's no you it would have to be contained right you just can't enter say oh well now we're in space i mean how could that even work right it 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 can't work you can't have you can't have a pressurized system next to a vacuum without the high pressure going to a low to low pressure yeah you just can't do it it. always happens you know and they they keep saying oh no it's gravity gravity is holding like gravity is so strong it's holding the air to the earth against this vacuum 
Well, again, that doesn't make sense. If you if you um, created a vacuum in a in a coffee can, yeah, yeah um, and that vacuum has to be way way less than the vacuum of space. So you've got this coffee can that's got a vacuum in it, and you pierce the bottom of the coffee can down near the ground. What's going to happen? <laughs> the air is going to rush straight in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's going to fill that coffee can. Well, if if you're doing that experiment right near the ground where the gravity is strongest with a, a vacuum that's nowhere near the vacuum of space and yet gravity can't hold that air from going, you know, being being sort of drawn into the uh, the vacuum, then how can it hold against the, the massive vacuum of space? It can't. It's impossible. There is no space. And if you watch any of the um, launches, you know, whether it's a shuttle launch or Apollo launch, they'll all go up and then get to a point where they, they're going horizontal. I've seen that. And then they go down and out of sight. Yeah. Okay. And usually into the into the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> so that nobody's around uh, where, when, it, when it dishes in the sea. Um, what about these it. guys it's like Bezos? Nothing and, goes above 75 miles. No, 70, so do, is that what, because um, we have uh, one question here about how high do, does your guest think this firmament is? Do we know? I personally think it's, um, it's uh, quite, it's very high. And I think we just, there's a barrier to stop us going anywhere near it about 75 miles up. And it's not a physical barrier because... Um, there was a, I think it's 2014. There was a go, uh, a team called the Go Faster. I've rocket, seen that. I've seen those videos, up. right? Yeah. yeah, and it's spinning, spinning really fast and it's, going really fast. It stops. And all of a sudden, it just goes dunk. It stops. And it stops, and then falls back. Um, and interestingly, hmm. there was a guy called Mike DeGruy, who took a mini sub down into the bottom, the, the deepest part of the ocean. Yes. And um, he found. At the deepest part of the ocean, there was a an underwater lake, and he tried to sink his mini sub into the lake, and um, and it bounced off. Yes. So it it seems like we've got uh, this kind of non physical barrier that stops us going too low or too high. Or too high. Could that be that uh, alleged uh, Van Allen belt thing? That's what they they could be calling it. That I don't know. But, okay. Uh, yeah. But I'm just saying that there's a there's a barrier that stops us getting any um, too far, and we know it's about 75 miles because um, I watched a a space shuttle launch from a um, like an aircraft that was flying at 35,000 feet. Really? Seven miles. Really? Yeah. So the this this shuttle launch was being filmed from the uh, a window of an aircraft. So. When the shuttle passes the horizon, we know because the, the, the horizon always rises to eye level, yeah? Mm-hmm. So when that shuttle right, rose to the, the horizon, that means the shuttle was seven miles high. And now you've got that, that kind of stick, measuring stick, right? You can, you can tell that, that shuttle never went up further than seven miles. Uh, and then what did it do? Turn? Well, no, it literally goes out of sight. It goes, it goes horizontal, but then out of sight, and you, um, and you lose it. it. You know, it goes too far downrange, as they put it. I see. So, so even the Bezos and Elon Musk and all that, they're not doing anything, really, are they? I mean, 
What's up with that? I mean, are they shooting anything up in the air? Or is it just all make-believe? Unless you think there's a Tesla going on its way to Mars right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's where he's going, baby. Just... Yeah, if you if you believe that, I've got a bridge you, um, you might want to buy from me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. So, so the, here's a good email from me. This is from George. He is in Salt Lake City, Utah. What a great place. So can you guess... What is your theory on what's above and below Earth if there's no space? Okay, well, I, I think it's exactly the same as the, uh, the, um, you know, the, the model that uh, the ball earthers say, because just, just smaller. So I think this is a bubble of space and time, 3D space and time, okay? There is nothing outside of this because that would, include, that would be, mean it's space and time. Yeah. Right. So it's like exactly the same as saying what's on the other side of the universe. It can't be more universe or it'd be more universe. Right? It's got to be something that the universe is, is expanding into, which it can't be 3D space and time. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. And that brings me to the question that after looking at this for about three or four weeks, I kept asking, well, okay, no space. Well, where is Earth? Right. Where I kept asking myself that. Where is it? And and I've got the oh, idea that it's just it's just a state of consciousness, right? It's just a state of consciousness. This is physical reality, whatever physical reality is that we create from soul, mind, body, right? It's just a state of consciousness. It really, just like I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there heaven exists in another plane somewhere. I'm sure it does. Heaven. Well, it, it must. Where does where is where is Neo? when he's in the matrix where is he physically <laughs> okay when he's walking around the matrix where is that it's in it's in a state of consciousness it's not it's yes it's not it's not a real place no as it were. Well, this is not a real but place he experiences but, yeah. i know we experience 3d space and time here yes sir but yeah. it's not it's not as such a real place no no it's just a dream no i get that i've always known that it's just a dream right it's, it's a dream in the mind of the Most High. It's, I say that again? It's a dream in the mind of the Most High. I love that. Ooh, I like that. Can I use that? Thanks. It's a dream in the mind yeah, of the, mo <laughs> the Most High. Yeah, I mean, even the quantum physicists, God love them, they'll tell you that our body's not real. I mean, solid, right? It's just, it, it's, it seems yeah. solid, and, you know, we go, okay, well, all right. But it's not really solid, you know. It's really the, the best we can describe ourselves as is a point of conscious awareness yes sir soul i call it soul that's what i do but okay okay yeah yeah and we just and we're just getting signals fed to us right and uh you know our, our mind our conscious awareness is interpreting those signals or or you know as uh, as a physical 3d world mm -hmm. um but mm. it it has it has a limit you know we you know this this realm has a limit um, I guess maybe it doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I I suspect then as souls, we each have a different job here, or fate, or lessons and things. What's your theory on all of that? Okay, well, here's where it goes into um, the Old Testament again, because uh, there were some books that were left out. Um, well, uh, it was a, a group of 14 books called the Apocrypha, which was in the original uh, King James 1611. 
And one of these books is called Second Esdras. And it literally tells you why we're here and what happens after you die. Hmm. Um, and I, I tend to um, subscribe to what it says. And it's basically saying that uh, we're, in a, we're in a contest with ourselves. Um, so hmm. um, Ezra is speaking to an angel. And that angel is saying, okay, oh, okay, let's step back a second. Mm -hmm. um, the best way I can describe it is imagine you're in a room with uh, 100 people and 25 of those people are psychopaths. Mm -hmm. So how would you find out who the psychopaths were? Right? So you can't look at them and go, okay, he's a psychopath. Right? They're good at hiding themselves. So you might come up with a questionnaire to give everyone. And you can't have question one, are you a psychopath? Or question two, <laughs> do you like killing small animals? Because the psychopath knows what you want to hear. So, right, right. no. You have to have open-ended questions that don't have a right or wrong answer. Hmm. And then from that, you can figure it out. So, let's go to the level of the most high. Wickedness is found in his realm. Well, how do you, how do you figure out who's wicked and who's not? Well, the most high knows... But what, if you read the Old Testament, you'll find out that his modus operandi is he just doesn't tell you. He shows you, you know, that you are, you are wicked. Yes, sir. Right? So, so he might create a realm where anything is possible and then incarnate everybody down here um, without a memory of who or what they are and with the Ten Commandments written in their hearts. Like they all are. We all we all know what's right and wrong. We, we know it's even right. the psychopaths. Know. Yeah, we yeah. know. Right. Um, so, so we we come down here. Got the Ten Commandments written here, and uh, it's, the game starts. What are you going to do? Off you go. Off you go. How are you going to live your life? Yeah. Are you going to live it wickedly or righteously? Both are possible. You know, you're not going to. You know, you're not essentially going to get judged while you're down here. <laughs> you know, you can do whatever you like, but you know what when you leave here that's uh, that's when you uh, your scores tallied and uh, woe betide you if you end up with a low score <laughs> you know i'm not a bible guy i don't know from the bible but that sounds right to me and i have my own spiritual path but it, it sounds right right i mean yeah that's why we're here i mean I we have we have free will right david we just have free will yes we we make a choice every moment where are we going to put our attention every moment every moment of every day you get a choice to act wickedly or righteously but, yeah and which path, which path are you going to take? Yeah. I have a, a phone call for you. Uh, let's see. Good morning. Uh, who's on the air? Who's on the phone? Hello. Oh, this is Sean and Sharon up in the Northwest here, Patrick. How are we doing? We're doing good, Sean. How are you doing? Oh, I am loving this uh, new rabbit hole here that I never <laughs> went down. Years ah, ago. we have a new rabbit hole for you. Good. <laughs> okay. So, so I want to ask both of you guys the question. Okay. Because, uh... You know, I, I guess as as a uh, a builder, developer, and everything, the level thing of the you know taking a level and just try to take a four foot level and go around the earth, you'd end up in outer space. And talking about the bridge that's a hundred miles long or that desert that's one hundred and seventeen miles across, perfectly flat, that would be absolutely impossible if the earth was round. So I want to ask you, Patrick, out of everything that you've watched... Me? And I don't know what you, I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Out of everything what, I've watched? What, okay. What's the number one thing that uh, kicked you over the edge? 
Is there anything that stands out? That You know, what really got me is I've always believed and known that there was no time, that time was an illusion, right? You know me, I've been talking about it for years. Yeah. And yeah. so, and then so this idea that we were spinning around the sun, we used to talk about age, right? We have so many revolutions around the sun. And halfway through right. these videos, I go, I know that the body's not going to age unless I think it's going to age. I mean, I know that, right? And then I know that there's no time, and it just makes sense, and I'm just sitting here. There's not, I'm not moving, you know? How could, that's what got me, Sean. That's what got me. That's what got so me. The, so that kind of, well, I mean, I understand where you're coming from there. I, I guess you kind of sparked another one that kind of makes sense to me is if we're traveling at 66,000 miles an that's hour right. You travel from here to New York, you know, you get there in 10 minutes. If oh, on the really airplane. Working. No, no, the earth is only going to 1,000. So we've talked about this, Dave, where, you know, if you're flying from New York to, to California, and if the earth is spinning at 1,000 miles towards, you know, that way, you'd get to California in, what, an hour and a half. I mean, right. and, and, and Dave, uh, you, why don't you answer this? What do the round earth people say to that argument? Because it's a big argument. Then let Sean ask you the question. Well, their, their view is that uh, not only is the Earth moving at 1,000 miles an hour, um, but the whole atmosphere is moving with it at 1,000 miles an oh, hour. Oh, so, that's what they say. The atmosphere yeah. is moving with it. Is that possible? Yes. Come on. No, it's not. Because, <laughs> you know, um, if the surface of the Earth is moving at 1,000 miles an hour and the air at, uh, what, 10,000 feet or something, right, it's going to be moving, it has to move faster because it's traveling a, a greater distance. All right. So it can't do that. So it's literally the, the air is going to be moving at different speeds as you go up higher, which makes a nonsense out of it all. Yeah. Um, but the thing about the Earth spinning is that they say, well, you can't feel it because it's only going around once every 24 hours. That's far too slow for you to feel it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I, I use this argument. OK, imagine you're on a, um, a roundabout. OK, and that roundabout is eight feet across. So you're on the edge of a roundabout eight feet across and it's going around once every 24 hours. What's a roundabout okay? like a, 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 a merry-go-round? Oh, merry-go-round. Um, OK, it? got it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. OK, so it, once every 24 hours, that's, um, I think it's like seven sixteenths of an inch a minute. So you're not going to notice it. It's going to go so slow, you're not going to notice it. Now, if you imagine that that, um, that merry-go-round was a mile wide, mm -hmm. okay? Now it's going 2.2 inches. Um, I think it's 2.2 inches a second, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're going to notice it go around like that, yeah? Now, if you imagine that merry-go-round was, was um, 8,000 miles across, right, which is the... The uh, diameter of the Earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that that on the edge of that merry-go-round, you're going now at thousands of miles an hour. You'll be flung off, <laughs> right? And you wouldn't be able to stay on that thing. Yeah. No. It, um, once every 24 hours. Yeah. It's just a, a way of hiding this idea that no, you should be you should be um, no, there should be nothing on the Earth because it should have been flung off into space a long time ago. Sean, so, David, what, what's the on. number one thing you got to when you uh, went down this rabbit hole or made the, made the change? 
What was the number one thing that tipped you over the edge? Hmm. Good question. Well, the one thing that, uh, the thing that actually got me researching it was um, finding out that the, uh, the calculation for the, uh, uh, the amount of curvature that you know, should hide a, an object of a given distance Right, it was very simple, eight inches per mile squared. Mm-hmm. That will give you the, the amount of uh, curvature that will hide the object in inches. Okay. Um, so armed with that, that calculation, I went out and started, um, you know, uh, zooming my, my zoom camera into things like I, um, that I knew were, uh, were a certain distance. So I went to Plymouth, a place called Plymouth, um, Plymouth Hoe, where they have a, a lighthouse 12 miles out into out to sea. Um, now, according to the calculation, I should have I should not have been able to see the first 32 feet of that lighthouse. But I was able putting the camera right down to the to to the sea. I could see the whole of the lighthouse from where you know where the water met the rocks hmm. um, and the the horizon behind it. So that's impossible. You know, because the physical curvature of the Earth should have hidden that that lighthouse, but I can't find curvature, and to this day I still can't find curvature. Is it true, David? Uh, I'll, 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 you can jump in again, but let me ask him this: Is it true, David, that any time we see this alleged curvature of the Earth, it's with a fisheye lens, as people talk about on the internet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah and well, you can you can tell. Yeah. So you can just answer this bit, but yeah. you can tell. When that um, camera is moving up and down, when it's on a balloon or something, right? Um, when the when the camera is in line with the horizon, the the horizon is flat. When the, the camera dips down below the horizon, you get the curve. Mm. When the camera is above the horizon, you get the curve the other way. Mm. So you can just watch watch a camera that's showing this with a fisheye lens, and you'll see that curve move up and down. So you and I are the same. It's the curvature of the earth of, uh, I mean, that's where I just can't, I, I don't know, you can't unsee it once you... doesn't compute, you, huh? It doesn't compute for you, yeah. It, it, it does It does not, I mean, that, I mean, but but the first thing the, the debunkers come up with, and I, when I was talking to one of my friends, the first thing he pulls up, and it was like number three on the list of the top ten things to debunk, oh, somebody taking a level and going around the earth and... <laughs> You know, and I'm just like going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't know. All right, Sean. Thanks so much well, for calling. Yeah, you can't lose you. <laughs> okay, thank thanks so much for calling because we have some more questions. Can you stick around for a few more minutes, Dave? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm having a little while. I'm having entirely too much fun here, so don't leave me. Um, so, um, do do you think? Oh, let me take, I need to get a few of these emails. This is from Chris. We were taught in school about Pangasia, P-A-N-G-A-C-E-A. Pan, um, Pangea. Pangea, the land mass where all the continents were connected and started breaking apart approximately 175 million years ago. Can you ask Dave if he has any knowledge or insight on this phenomena they want us to believe. I'm assuming it's just made up like most of the other garbage that's taught in public schools. <laughs> um, well, it could be made up, um, though the uh, the Old Testament actually supports that idea. Really? Because it says uh, in the in the time of Peleg, 
Peleg. Um, one of the sons, yeah, one of the grandsons of uh, Shem. Um, the earth was split uh, and divided. Um, and it doesn't seem to talk, it doesn't seem to mean the people were divided. I mean, it said the earth was, was divided. Hmm. Um, now, again, this idea of, uh, you know, the greater earth. Um, so, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the, the Old Testament supports it. So I'm not I'm, I'm not against it. I think uh, I think that book, as I said, is is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real book of history. Um, and uh, yeah, it's if it's it sounds like it supports Pangea. Yeah. Uh, this is from Shanti. I, I'm new to this Flat Earth conversation. I'm finding it quite interesting. I've watched some of uh, Dave's David's videos and on the advice of Patrick. Oh, and wanted you to know how much I appreciate your calm, centered, and thoughtful delivery of the information. Oh, and you don't have a tinfoil hat on, which is good. I, I like that. My question for you, Dave, is, she writes, what are your thoughts regarding the NORB, N-O-R-B theory? A friend just sent me a video about it, and I've not heard of it before. Do you know NORB? NORB? No, I've never no, heard of it. I'm, I'm, I don't know from Norb. I don't know that either. What could Norb be? You could write us back and let us know what it is. Um, here's one uh, from from David. Uh, I heard uh, Patrick's show with Santos Bonacci. He was talking about the sun being hydrogen and not really a round ball and fiery ball. What does David think about the sun? Hmm. Um, I don't think it's a physical thing at all, actually. I, I, I think it's a, it's a projection. It's coming in, um, I don't know. I mean, right. it, it seems like it's a projection, a, a focal point, a f- rather than an actual physical focal thing. Focal point. Um, and where would yeah. that energy be coming from? Above, perhaps the, uh, who knows? A, 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 Again, I, I, I think, you know, I think there's, um, there are things that we, there's, we can't even imagine we'd know yeah you know this is science is trying to tell us that we can figure out anything i don't think we can no. you know and I, I don't think we need to to be honest i'm just glad it's there you know <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean you know there's some mystery to life i mean but this the the stars are underneath the firmament right the stars they're in the they're in the firmament they're actually yeah that's what some people say they're actually in it they're attached to it? Yes. That's what the book says. Whoa. That's what the Bible says? The stars are actually attached to the firmament? They're in the firmament, yeah. In it. So that would mean the whole firmament is turning, if the stars are turning. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what we're seeing. We, we see the stars moving. It's not the Earth spinning and the stars are stationary. Right. Um, there have been several experiments that categorically show that that's not the case. Um including one called Aries Failure, which everybody ignores, but it literally tells you that it's the, it's the stars that are moving, not the Earth. Right. And, and we've seen photographs with the very, uh, you know, Nikon 95 thing of, of the stars, and they just look like little, like, or in the planets, rather, you know, just like light beams and energy and uh, just... It's almost, and it almost gives more value to the whole astrology idea that they're just really living beings they're 
they're alive, right? I mean, that's what it feels like to me. They're alive. Sure. They're celestial beings that, um, because every single one of those stars are, are unique. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at one and it's, uh, it's like a, a, a perfect circle that's pulsating. Another one looks like it's, it's like electrical discharge. Another one looks like watery fire. Yeah. You know, they all look, you know, um, unique. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're like living, unique beings. And it would make sense if there are stars in a certain position when we come into incarnation, maybe at the first breath. I think that's what the Bible says, maybe. I don't know. Uh, above my pay grade. But then, then we would have some insights into their, their, their direction and position into what we're going through as well because we're connected with them. I mean, astrology makes sense in some not not to me but not the old testament says not to not to follow that stuff because it's it's one of the things that the fallen angels taught men really really yes Let's, give me an example to divine by the stars hmm? uh, what do you mean divine by the stars well the um i believe it's in the book of enoch says right. that we're not to um you know look at the stars and try and divine you know divine information from the stars now the the fallen angels, who who were up there, part of them, right? They have a keen interest in what goes on up there, because obviously what effect it would affect them. But we are told not to not to divine by the stars. So um, I don't go along with astrology. You don't do the astrology thing, no. What? So were these fallen no, angels? Who are these people? Where'd they come from? What, what's their story? Where where are they? Where do they live? Well, you know they've got they've got many names throughout history. You know the uh, Anunnaki, the the the, the jinn, uh, was it jinn and the uh, nature spirits and the whatever they or, or nowadays they're called aliens. Oh, uh, yeah. are um, these the fallen? Oh, and you mean you mean there's uh, uh, stitching stuff in the Anunnaki and and all that work? They're, they're the same characters, the same characters, um, just renamed. Yeah, so. The Greek gods are the same characters. The Roman gods are the same characters with different names. The Anunnaki are the same characters, different names. The Egyptian gods are the same characters, different names, and mm. so on, so on, so on. They're they're the old gods. They're the they're the the uh, the ones the uh, the ones that are worshipped as the Most High. But they're yeah. not. But they're not. And so they're hanging around trying to keep us from knowing that we are spiritual beings and whatever. Finally. No, they want us exterminated. They don't, oh, good. Oh, great. That's great. Great to know. Good? <laughs> I, I'm just being silly. So, so they want us exterminated. So, so, the, so the dudes trying to inject us now, they, they're the ones that worship these, these, these guys, yes. right? And they're, they're, you know, they're, they're being deceived as well because, you know, the, these, these beings... Don't like them either. No, <laughs> you know. So, where do you think these these unidentified flying object things are coming from? Well, um, again, the the, uh, the 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 book calls them. Well, I guess they'd be called demons. Demons. Yeah, I, d- I don't like saying these things because right. you know it sounds all religious, but you know, I think there are there are um, incorporal incorporal incorporeal in, incorporeal that's the word incorporeal Incorpor- incorporeal beings easy for you out to there. say 
that um, that they they can manifest as lights in in the sky or or um, you know sometimes they're they're what we call falling stars because mm-hmm. um, I always thought they were burning rocks but having studied a few I've seen these burning rocks falling from the sky change direction you know mm-hmm. um, so so they can't be just falling rocks so anyway yeah um, I there are things I don't know but uh, according to the book. These these lights in the sky, which have always been here, yeah. These things flying around in the sky, um, you can see old paintings from the 1500s with these things in the sky. You know, right, right. Um, Do you think so? The, they've always been here. I, you know, I, I say this with all respect, but there are a lot of ancient texts out there, other than the Bible, that are close to the Bible, that are even earlier than the Bible. I mean. Can't we, if you and I or anybody else, just kind of grasp onto one of these ancient books like the Bible, we could we could be on thin ice too, couldn't we? Because there could be other stuff going on that the Bible is not in tune to. Are we right? Or is it you do it on faith? It's your it's it's faith for you. I personally believe that the uh, the Old Testament or uh, the Hebrew Scriptures actually Mm -hmm. um, are are the are the authoritative texts um the there was a, a bloodline that spent you know 500 years destroying every um, legitimate piece of information out there um about the the truth of this world hmm. um i believe that it couldn't entirely destroy um the word of the most high um because it's the old testament its real name is the Book of Remembrance. Hmm. So now it's serving its purpose as the Book of Remembrance. So, you know, I don't think they could they could actually get rid of it. Um, now, they've these this bloodline has created all these religions to hide the truth from people. So the holy books of um, these other religions, you know, I I don't trust them. I don't. They're I believe they're manufactured. Mm-hmm. Just as the translations of the uh, Old Testament are manufactured, but you know, in this case, they can't hide the truth, you know, because it's the Most High's word. Is there actually ways to see the original Old Testament without kind of rewrites and and that kind of thing? I mean, do they exist? No, because uh, they'll all be translations of the original mm-hmm. Paleo Hebrew, mm-hmm. and uh, Paleo Hebrew is now a dead language. It's an intentionally killed language, so wow. that nobody would be able to uh, to actually, you know, read the original word. Hmm. I um, I've started looking at Paleo Hebrew, and I found that it's a it's a, an astounding language. It works completely different to English or all these these modern languages. Yeah. It, it it gets you understand it here, not not in the left hand side of your brain. I understand. Yeah. yeah, you feel what what the words mean. Right, rather than you know logically deduct or re- logically deduce what these words mean, words mean, yeah. and and guess at their meaning. Yeah. Um, shall I give you the little example? Okay. I've only got I probably only got about fifteen minutes on my battery now. Okay, um, well, yeah, we'll get you out of here before that you run out of battery. Right? Can I give you the little example? Whatever you want to do, brother, you you're on. Okay, yeah, go for it. Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna describe a film to you in English. Okay. And you have to guess what the film is. Okay. Okay. All right. 
A man on the autistic spectrum recounts his life to strangers. What's the film? Oh, uh, the one with Dustin Hoffman. That one. Rain Man. Rain Man. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, what happened there is in the left-hand side of your brain, when you heard the sounds I was making, you fetched the meanings of those sounds, and then compared those meanings with a list of films you'd seen, mm-hmm. and then you guessed at Rain Man. Yes. Okay. Yes. That was a logical process that was going on right here in the left-hand side of your brain. Right. right. So now I'm going to tell you the same film. In, I'm not going to tell you if you're right. I'm going to tell you the same film in Paleo-Hebrew. All right. Now, Paleo-Hebrew is a language of pictures. Pictures. So I'm going to use emojis, okay? Mm-hmm. So, man running, a few trees, a park bench, a box of chocolates, a shrimp, and a boat. What's the film? It's the Tom Hanks one. The name's escaping me, but, you know. The, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, right. Right. So, that time, the left-hand side of your brain couldn't get involved because, you know, it can't analyze pictures. It can analyze language, but not pictures. Right. They're just pictures, okay? So, the left-hand side of your brain was cut out of the process, right? You were imaging the pictures, and then all of a sudden, you knew what the film was. Sure. There was no guessing, Right. That set of pictures can't mean Rain Man. It can't mean Beautiful Mind. It can't mean any other, the other films that people have guessed. Yeah. It can only mean, um, you know, Forrest Gump. Okay. Right. And it didn't matter what, which order I gave you those pictures. You'd have still got it. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. That was the language that the Old Testament was written in. Yeah. And it can't be translated into a Western language. I it understand. just can't. Um, but. It's, it's so clever, really, because um, it means also that you, you can't mistranslate it, really, because um, you, if you look at several different translations of a particular word, right, because every word in Hebrew has eight different meanings. So if you look at eight different translations, you'll get the eight meanings. I got <laughs> you. Know, you. One translator will say that word, oh, no, that, that yeah. word means this. Yes. And another translator will go, no, that word means that. But then you put them together and you go, oh, okay, I know what it means now. Right. Yeah, does that make, I hope that makes sense. No, I understand. And that's almost what's going on today with the Constitution. You have people arguing about what a word means, right? What an is means, what a comma means, and all this silly stuff when all you could just think about the founding fathers saying, hey, dude, you just are free, you don't mess with me. You know, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, because it, that's it. it <laughs> yeah. creates... It creates a word picture, right. yeah, right. right. And it, but you miss it if you if you focus on the actual words Who in knows? English. Yeah, yeah you can just... you, you're not going to get it, right? right. You're not going to get the entire word picture. Just like those set of um, emojis painted a picture of the film Forrest Gump in a way that the words I used could never do. Well, I would argue that most people, I don't know. They think in, people think in pictures. They think they think in words, but people think in pictures. I mean, say you get a, say first thing you get up and if you want a cup of coffee, I, I know very few people, I do, because I like, I, I think quietly to myself all the time. I contemplate. I don't, but that's different. Okay, whatever. But most people will just imagine themselves go, get a cup of coffee, right? And then you start moving, right? No. no. I, no, we think in words 
now. I what don't do you think, think so. words now? I don't think so. Do you really? Yeah. I don't know too many people. Think, well. So you wake up and go, oh. I'm sorry? Could kill a, could kill a, a, a cup of coffee right now. You know? Well, I don't know. I would think if people thought in no, words, they would, not, they would stop doing so many stupid things. Like, I'm going to go out and um, drink too much tonight because, Wait. you know oh. what I'm saying? But they could imagine themselves going on drinking and finding just the right girl in a picture. But if they thought about it, they wouldn't do it. Okay. You know what I, I'm saying? I, I, no? Hmm. I'm not getting there. I'm with you. Okay. No, um, I, I missed. I missed part of that. I just, I just got the last bit. Okay. So what I'm saying is, if people actually thought in words or contemplated what mm -hmm. they're going to do, like, I think is is the the more evolved way to do. We would be a lot easier to do the righteous thing that you talked about, and we wouldn't do so many stupid things because we would think about it. We would be critically thinking. Well, should I really do that to that person, or, or, or just imagine that I'm going to call, imagining calling my uncle Fred and uh, cursing him out, and that imagine and that feeling, and then you do it. Do you know what I'm saying? I think I'm going to call Uncle Fred and just give him a hard time because I'm having a bad day already. If people thought about it, they wouldn't do it, Dave. Yeah. Now, again, this is an open-ended question, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, that's interesting. It's, yeah. it's the open-ended question that allows you to be yourself and show your true colors. So, yes, the wicked people are going to do the wicked things. You think? <laughs> yeah, no matter um, how yeah, no matter how attractive the, uh, the the right way is, they'll do the wicked things because oh, yeah. they're wicked. They know what um, they're going to do, right? Because, you know, they're psychopaths, right? They're, yeah. Right. But people can also be, be turned into sociopaths so they can learn to be psychopathic ah um not good so before we this go is what this whole society what is, is the whole biblical into a yeah what is the whole biblical thing happening now in this time when we have these people trying to hurt us and kill us and everything that's going on i mean how does it turn out in the bible Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you, okay. Your internet cut out a bit. Let's let's see if we can get this in before we go. Let's see if we can get this in before we go. So, what's going on today with the people trying to eject people and you know tyranny all over the world? How does this kind of story end? What's the end of the movie in this in the from a biblical perspective? He froze up again. I'm trying to get this one out, baby. I don't know if we can do it. Oh, no. Jeez. Man. Technology. I wonder if you're going to try back. I know we had to go. His battery's running out. It may have run out. That was a good question, too, wasn't it? Well, he was great fun. I bet his battery ran out. He said it was running out in 15 minutes, and... We'll get, we'll get him back on and talk more. And so if you'd like to uh, learn more about the idea of a immovable earth surrounded by ice, surrounded by a firmament, 
and not spinning around the sun and not spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. And you too then cannot age because there's no time. There was no time anyway, but this is even easier because you don't move. So so we talk a lot about staying younger and um, you can learn. I'm learning. Just I'm just a kid at it. I'm no expert at it. But I'm learning. And um, stick around. One Radio Network. We're going to talk about it more tomorrow at 10 o'clock. We'll talk about the whole pro-youthing thing and my experience with it and uh, how we create diseases and now why the body ages. And also then Melissa Sell will be here at 1 o'clock tomorrow. But um, I'm on to this stuff and not necessarily the, I mean, the flat earth thing, but I'm on to the whole idea that I know as spiritual beings that uh, I believe, and uh, time will tell, that we can keep these bodies as long as we want. And a lot of you say, well, wait a minute, I'm out of here. I, I know. But it's an experiment. I mean, that's, I, that's the way I look at it. It's just a science experiment. I flunked science in school because I was always flirting with girls. So I'm doing my science experiment now. But um, big picture is there's just no reason. There's no reason. There's no logical reason. If you're just sitting here on earth, taking care of yourself and not poisoning ourselves and just eating good food and being happy and all this stuff, there's just no reason for the body to age. Why would it? It's just sitting there doing nothing. The The only reason it ages, in my opinion, is when we believe in time, which we know doesn't exist, and then you create time in the body. That's the main reason, right? Say you create um, a space between now and October 15th. October 15th, I'm going to get a new pony. And you put that on your calendar, and you think about October 15th, and only four more days, and only 12 more days, and you create this space, right, in between now and October 15th, in your mind. And anything that's in your mind is in our body. We know that. No separation. The mind-body thing is one. Just one thing. So we think and it's in our body. I don't care what you think. God is good. (laughs) Whatever you think, it's in your body. Guarantee it. So whatever you think, if you think October 15th is a month away and you really create that image, that feeling, oh, I only two more weeks, I get my pony. You create that in the body. The body is saying, well, I just created two weeks of or three weeks of time, so I got to do something. And depending on, on your state of health, I mean, you could get stronger during those three weeks. You don't have to get into an, an anabolic, catabolic, whichever one it is. You know, if you're eating well, and you could actually get stronger. But most people are not, and so they age. That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. Uh, Dave Murphy, I, I think he just ran out of battery, and uh, we had a great time. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you'd like to get the videos that Dave mentioned and that we've been sending out, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. I'll send you, uh, I think we got about 15 hours of uh, videos on the immovable, non-spinning non-spinning around the sun, Earth. And 
The emails I get on it are hilarious. I mean, I wish you could see some of them. OMG, oh, I can't believe I'm believing this. Uh, it's, it's really funny. Okay, so um, I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, please pass on these links to everyone that you care about. We'll get Dave's uh, video up here in a couple of hours up on BitChute. The audio will be up today. Sorry about the, uh, the connections, but uh, I'll edit out some of the rough stuff earlier on. And um, we did what we could, and we, we got through a lot. So I love you all very much. Thanks for your ongoing support. If you need something, I didn't do a lot of uh, audio um, commercials today, but if you need something, uh, go on our website. We got a lot of cool stuff. Survival, Shen Blossom, our hydrogen machine, a sauna. If you want a sauna, baby, we got the best one. We got uh, sulfur, um, aloe vera, bio-age. I've been taking about, look at I got my whole handful here. These are great products, bio-age. Right here, really wonderful, uh, um, all kinds of little greens and wonderful things that are made, and uh, I don't even know the word for them anymore, but I take them. Do what I can. I'll see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. I love you all very much. Thank you, uh, Patrick Timpone. May the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.